0: And welcome to Cigar Cast, our weekly one-stop shop for all things cigar-related, including industry news, reviews, and everything in between. We're recording live from Shane's back porch here in beautiful Spring Hill, Tennessee. I'm one of your hosts, Trey Edmond. I'm joined as I am every week by Mr. Shane Reeves.
1: All right, we're going to have to make you start over. We have an audience.
0: We do have an this audience. This is the Cigar the Cast first.
1: live. <laughs> I mean, these two people have paid a tremendous... They paid for the VIP package. That's true. They have the VIP... <laughs> They've experience. paid a price.
0: I'll say that much. <laughs> yeah. I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah, we, hey, we're not going to follow that with us any is... <laughs> further than we have to. But the executive producer and... Okay, while everybody's
0: here... Oh, we are accept- we going to get to the bottom of this well, once well, and for all?
1: We're going to have a staff meeting after we light these cigars. So everybody's going to have to just hear us, have the staff meeting. Okay. Um... But first, let's light these cigars. What are you smoking tonight?
0: So I am smoking a very exciting cigar. I always look forward to when Crown Heads puts out a limited edition because so far they haven't missed with me with the exception of Las Calaveras being kind of year-to-year touch-and-go. But their regular... I'm sorry, are you bored? By my, I I we're, not, we're not even two minutes into the show. You're already yawning? I moved oh, the microphone. Okay, well, let me liven this up a little bit. All right, here's what I'm excited about. The, uh, so this is the, the 2019 locker uh Special Bellicoso. came out for the first time in 2018. It is the same blend, for the most part, as the regular production lockerem, which I'm a huge fan of. You hardly see it... It doesn't really sell well in a lot of shops, I don't think. So they've stopped carrying it for the most part, but I love this cigar. It does great with a little bit of age as well, I found out. But it's a Connecticut Broadleaf wrapper over Ecuadorian Sumatra binder and Nicaraguan fillers. Um, The other ones are box press. What makes this part of the limited edition is that it's a, a rounded cigar and it's in a bellicoso shape, which they don't do otherwise. Here's my complaint with this cigar. I've not had this year's yet, so I haven't even lit it, but even before we get to that point, it's a five and a half by 52 Bellicoso. I'm sorry, that's not a Bellicoso, that's a Toro.
1: Yeah, that's definitely
0: a Toro. I mean, what do you consider the sizing of a Bellicoso? Or I said Toro, I meant Torpedo. Um, I, I believe to be a Bellicoso, you have to be, the 52 ring gauge, I'm fine, I'm used to seeing it at 54, but it's got to be at least six inches long. It's got to be Toro length to be a Bellicoso, whereas a Torpedo is going to be a Robusto length like this one.
1: That's a far darker wrapper than what I've ever seen on one of the luck rims. Usually they're not at dark.
0: They're not usually this dark, but I mean, they're not far off. I don't know. I, I know you have, have you ever smoked the luck rim? Or if you have, it's been a while and maybe only one. I have. I never cared for it. Yeah. Um, so it could just be, because I had one just the other day, and they're, they're, they're darker than you realize. What I'm noticing here that I've never noticed before is if you look at the foot of that, it looks very similar to the Sanctuary. It does. It, it does have that. some of that. It's not, it doesn't smell as strong as the, uh, as the Sanctuary does in terms of having that pipe tobacco uh, smell, aroma. But uh, I've never noticed that before. But I'm really looking forward to this, uh, this year and, and see how it compares. Well, while you cut that and light it, So this is a special episode
1: We decided we wanted to record a timeless episode And so we're not going to talk about the government And we're not going to talk about the news of the day tonight This is going to be our timeless episode And I think that's good And so I chose a timeless cigar I guess it's my all-time favorite I don't know that I ever like any cigar better Than the Drew Estate Feral Flying Pig it's a Connecticut Broadleaf wrapper. It's a Brazilian Matafina binder, Nicaraguan filler. It's the only fly- flying pig that I like because it's the only one big enough that it's not just enough to make me want a cigar. Um, rich, deep. Now, this one's a couple of years age on this. Actually, I'm going to have to replenish my, my stock of feral pigs here in the near future. I'm down to four or five. I generally like to keep a full box on hand just in case, you know, the worst happens and they can never make any more. At least I've got enough to last me, you know. I smoke three a or four a significant amount of time yeah. anyway. Yeah, and if they weren't making any more, I might smoke one a year, two a year. Yeah. And I'll butt. So talk to me about the lock about how the.
0: You've well I had to I had to reach for your torch. It's a little windy out here today. I don't know how much our listeners are gonna be able to pick up on that. So the the soft flame wasn't able to get the job done. So I'm still a little underlit. I had to cut it twice. It's funny, you know I'm not a big torpedo fan, just in general. So I have to I usually tend to cut mine a little deeper than is otherwise recommended. But on the, the first light, the first couple of draws is everything I like about the locker rim. It's, it's just such a—you I, I, know, it's one of those things. I don't like box press, which is what this cigar normally comes in, and I don't like torpedo, which is what this one is. I think I like the torpedo better than the box press. I think if I had to choose the lesser of two evils in this case, I'm going to choose the, the torpedo style just because I like— how how much it's it's concentrating the flavor, and you don't get those light spots like you do in a box press
1: yeah, the box and the box press smokes so quick it burns so hot we're losing our audience they're both sitting there playing on their cell phones. I'll tell you what you buy tickets to a show, you give them the VIP experience, you promise them dinner and dessert afterwards it's true, and they sit there playing on their phones during the show i don't I don't know, but <laughs> Sorry, I had to, uh, sorry I interrupted your, your quite soliloquy right. upon your cigar, but I did set you another lighter. Yeah, out there, I appreciate so if you, that. If you need to add a little fire to that, you certainly can. Okay, have you ever noticed that? Why? Here's what I do when I pick up a lighter, I just start pushing buttons and pulling levers till it either explodes or flame comes out the end. Everybody else I ever hand a lighter to, they stare at it like a monkey doing a math problem. As if the as if there's more things to happen, as if there's a lot of well, there was no things.
0: obvious place to push. There is no button on that. There What's was that it, right there on the top. Well, that's not a button; it's a screw.
1: Well, screws, buttons are the same thing. Okay, if so. you say so. <laughs> I mean, there's not a big difference in a screw and a button. I could argue this with you, but so the staff meeting, real quick, before right. we get in tonight, we're going to discuss the cigar lifestyle. Done a lot of work and a lot of research. And in the second half of the show, we're going to have Cigar Wars. We're going to settle I'm, once and I'm for really all the superior So, we have the executive producer here with us.
0: Mm. Now, I really wish... The listeners could see the look on your wife's face right now. She is really. I, I. wonder. Did you prep her for this line of questioning that we're because it looks like she knows something. <laughs> have I have I ever prepped anybody good, for anything? That's a, a fair point.
1: <laughs> I mean, her argument is that she should get some producer credits, but I don't really think she serves in a production capacity. She's more market research, head of product development. I mean, I don't know. We're going to have to get her a She is the Chief Shane Wrangler. She is Chief Shane Wrangler. But I wrangle myself pretty well. I mean, I wrangle myself a couple of times a week and have no trouble at all. So I don't really see the... That that's a necessary decision. (laughs) So get your mind out of the gutter over there, both of you. (laughs) But but anyway, so we're we're going to have to come up with a title, and I kind of like market research and direct coordinator or something like that. All right. Senior. Senior? Well, I could put senior. Would you be senior gopher? so, so, mode it be senior gopher, senior gopher. associate <laughs> producer, and senior gopher here tonight. Executive producer. Oh, executive producer. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I gave her. I, you well, gave her a demotion, a I, pretty significant. let going to try to cut her pay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it Trey? You can't <laughs> save money for nothing with Trey. <laughs> All right. So let's start off talking about the cigar lifestyle. We we're not yeah, we're done. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, uh, <laughs> I think we're going to have to table this one for an offline discussion, possibly over dinner. I, I think so. Well, here's to be the, determined. Here's the thing. What's my rule?
1: Tell me what you want. Don't ask me to throw ideals with you to, at you till you and you just say you don't want them. Okay. So you please submit to the head office, to myself and Mr. Dresser acting as our attorney. How about showrunner? Showrunner senior president senior president seems a little bit lofty for a madam, cigar cast madam, i like that okay well madam president that, that don't, that'll sound bad that works is, good. That, uh, yeah yeah right. okay there have, we've reached a consensus okay. all right madam president we will now continue the show if that's okay <laughs> with you so the cigar lifestyle yes it's interesting how the uninitiated View this this lifestyle that we lead, this hobby, this enjoyment that we have.
0: Yeah, I remember just a couple of years ago, I mentioned to somebody that didn't know anything about cigars that I was going to the cigar shop for the evening, and they were like, "What? Wait, you're going to a cigar shop? Yeah. What do you do? As if I mean, I guess if you think about it as a purely transactional process, it's hard to imagine sitting at a retail store all night. But there's, so kind of going back to the whole uninitiated, I mean, if you don't realize what, that there is a lifestyle associated with a hobby, I guess it could be easy to, to kind of miss some of, the, some of the greater nuances of it.
1: Well, and as we come back around to that, I've actually, um, one of the articles that I have flagged speaks to how to in- introduce someone to the cigar lifestyle, how to bring someone in, and it's not for everybody. It's not. As a matter of fact, there's, we don't want most people.
0: <laughs> I mean, but just to
1: say, but that's not, true
0: of you in general. Oh well, that's you're tr- fairly selective. <laughs> I I demand
1: the best. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But so, in BMJ journals. We're going to start with the purely technical data. Okay. BMJ Art journals, volume ten, issue number three, wrote an article on cigar magazines using tobacco to sell a lifestyle. Okay. The Objective was to access the content of two cigar lifestyle magazines, Cigar Aficionado and Smoke. Um, the primary focus, the main outcome measures, mentions of health and spe- effects, environmental tobacco smoke, or scientific research quotation and description of individual characteristics such as age, ethnicity, smoking status, affiliation, stance towards cigars, and overall image of cigars. You lost me (laughs) So what this is Somebody said I'm scared that my kid is going to start smoking cigars Because it's represented as a lifestyle in these two magazines Okay Now what's the name of the magazines? Cigar Aficionado and Smoke Right I would argue nobody ever hands their 13 year old An issue of Aficionado and says Here, read this See if the, the cigar lifestyle might be something you enjoy Right it seems to me that if you didn't want your kid to smoke, you wouldn't give him the copy of *Aficionado*. So
0: they, so th- the parents in question gave the the magazine to their kids. No, this is this is a purely scientific okay paper. Because so I was going to say, if I have to go into my kid's room, and I'm finding mat- magazines between the mattress and box spring. If I find cigar aficionado aficionado and smoke I'm feeling pretty good about my role as a parent at that point considering everything else are, I could be finding
1: are you really <laughs> I mean I mean are you really trying
0: I mean yes actually
1: uh, I made it there okay so he stole some of Danny's aficionados and took them out in the woods that seems a, <laughs> seems a little odd to me <laughs> I'm just
0: gonna. Meanwhile he's also got like aged uh, oak leaves. In the bag, <laughs> he's trying to roll into his own cigar. I mean, you know, bonus points for creativity and resourcefulness, if nothing else.
1: Okay, but the people that broke down these magazines, before we start talking about any before this gets any further down a creepy path than what you're taking it, I'm pulling us back to the scientific data.
0: It's usually, Those roles are reversed from normal?
1: Results. They're results. So they they wanted to measure how these magazines portrayed the cigar lifestyle. Okay. So the results, cigar business-focused articles were the largest category, 40%.
0: Okay. So it's the Wall Street Journal.
1: Well, Is, is it not named Cigar Aficionado? <laughs> well,
0: I, the, I guess they're talking business. I would assume they mean business versus lifestyle. They're talking about um, new releases and, business, and things that are going on business-wise as opposed to, like, Cigar Snob, which is just pictures of scantily clad women holding cigars.
1: Yeah. I mean, you're okay if, he, if you catch him with Cigar Snob. You're just fine. Everything, you're doing a good job. Everything's being raised right along the lines it should. Now, followed by articles about cigar events, 12%. Notable, will argue, notable were articles featuring cigar benefits to raise money for health charities. Celebrities were featured in 34% of these. And 96%, stand back, we needed to hire scientists scientist for this, 96% of the Reference articles... Reference smoking. Well, 90% of, 6% of the articles in Cigar Aficionado favored cigar use. And I want to know what the other 4% were. <laughs> only four articles featured health effects on cigars as a primary focus.
0: Okay. Now, so, I notice it doesn't mention whether they were negative or positive health effects. It just says health effects in general.
1: Let's just say... Um. Let's take a, a farmer's almanac Every year I ne- This is where I need public service music underneath me This is my, my PSA for the day We've lost the audience again Every year Thousands of farmers lose fingers, loose toes To machinery mm-hmm. I, I knew a guy killed by a bull He actually had cancer, beat cancer And got home and his bull
0: killed him Ironically, the bull was named Cancer. (laughs) (laughs) At least it was its sign.
1: (laughs) But anyway, so if we have farming magazines, Mm -hmm. should we not be forced to depict the inherent dangers in farming? I mean, should there not be a warning on on the, slap it on the ass of every bull that walks out there on the field? Warning, can gore you.
0: (laughs) Well, this kind of goes back to the whole FDA thing, which we're going to not talk about legislation tonight anyway. But, I mean, it's the whole idea that everything can kill you. Walking down the street, laying on your couch, jumping out of airplanes, smoking cigars, driving your car. All of those things have the capacity to kill you. Is it really necessary that we single out tobacco use as being the one that's more likely to when, from a cigar standpoint, there's really no... Market like uh, um, established correlation there.
1: Well, that's my point is so BMJ journals. I just want to say to you all, no
0: duh. So that's the furthest. I always like because the thing is, cigars. And I'm sorry, I'm cutting you off, but we all know the health risks or lack thereof. We enjoy this hobby, and we have therefore either decided that the. The results of any study to this point are inconclusive, that, or we've decided that we're okay with the risks. We don't need our magazines to continue to beat us over the head with something we already know. Correct. But, well, it goes to the, the point that most scientists think everybody else are idiots. Right. But you might as well just... Does every golf magazine required to explain how to calculate your handicap in every episode, um, in every issue? I mean, it's the same thing. Certainly.
1: Or number of golfers get eaten by alligators all the time. I mean, these things happen. Men get hit with golf balls. I broke a guy's arm with a golf ball one time. Struck by lightning? Struck by lightning. I mean, why are these warnings not on every Tide list? That's right. Why can we buy a box of Tide list without a, without a health Having concern Having to sign warning? a waiver. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway. So, in discussing the cigar lifestyle, I'm doing a comprehensive study here. Okay. So, I started at the far end of the spectrum now let's move a little closer to what the cigar lifestyle spectrum is. Upscale 30 magazine, celebrating 30 years of the African-American lifestyle experience, published an article, um, Octavia Tolliver, um, by Octavia Oliver, September 19th, 2017. And her article was Cigar Lifestyles, The Do's and Don'ts. Okay, So... The don'ts of, and I w- I'm just want to run through her her etiquette because I think she did actually a very good job here for someone that never, you know, to not be a regular cigar publication. Mm-hmm. You know, for something that normally would not have anything about cigars in it. To, to making it pr- user friendly to whoever. Yes. yeah. And I'll, don't inhale like a cigarette, hookah or hookah. Larger sizes, cigars, strength can cause inhaling to be inadvisable. Solid piece of advice.
0: I will say this though: it, it's interesting with cigars, is that of of all the information there is out there about cigars and and all the different you know opinions and nuances and stuff like that, there is no piece of information about cigars I think that is more widely known than you don't inhale a cigar. Everybody I talk to, whether it's someone who's Tangentially been related to someone who smokes cigars Smokes cigars never Even heard the word cigar They all know you don't inhale That's true but I'm, I, pre- yeah. I appreciate her touching the base no, no but I'm just saying it's just interesting to me Like I, I absolutely I think it's important that that's shared but it's just so funny That that's the one thing that tends To be widely shared to an audience that's, that Otherwise wouldn't know anything about it Now this next tip I really like Okay, Because this, this
1: goes under the heading of Guys would never think about this, but this is something ladies might think about, so I appreciate her addressing it. Don't ask to try someone's cigar. (laughs) Hey, Trey, let me have a hit off that La Creme. (laughs) Tell me how it's treating you right now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's like I told a story a few months ago about uh, that kind of piggybacks on this of having uh, another guy who's not really much into the cigar lifestyle um, had me light a cigar for him.
1: Save that. Okay. Got, that's in another article. We'll get there shortly. Okay. okay, don't jump ahead. Yeah, don't tap your ash off like you would a cigarette. And you know, we both ashed just a moment to go. Moment ago, together, our hands touched over
0: the ashtray, and
1: I saw we something shared a moment. Eyes. And <laughs> but,
0: uni- <laughs> unicorn pranced through the, the yeah. glen over there. But moving forward. You, that, that's one of the
1: main reasons you don't tap your ash off too often. <laughs> you don't want really to get to know your cigar smoking buddy in that's that way. That's right. <laughs> but I, I like that. Um, great move. Don't ask, do you sell Cubans here? Absolutely. And we could, I mean, we could go
0: on forever about that.
1: Yeah. And her last tip, her last don't is smash out your cigar when you're done smoking.
0: That's one I wish more people did know about, especially in the cigar. I, As someone who used to have to clean out ashtrays when I worked at the shop there is nothing harder to clean out than a smushed out snuffed cigar butt because it just it into the these are not your grandmother's crystal ashtrays from yesteryear these things are usually enamel coated they don't handle that as well Uh, it's just it's completely unnecessary it will smolder itself
1: not only that smashing them out creates a so much more terrible
0: odor yeah You know, you just lay it down, let it
1: die in peace. Let it go off peacefully to the Greenland's. We don't need... You don't need to kill it when you're done with it. Right. Okay, her do's. Now, I like her do's. We're not going to get super into it, but there is one here that I really would like to hit. Uh, First do, use a butane torch to light your cigar. Okay. (laughs) Try different sizes, shapes, and profiles. Until you find what you like. I like it. Yep. Um, Now, this is a great tip, and this is a great tip that I think... That different people, especially in the day and age we live in, people have trouble with. Take your time. Don't rush through your cigar.
0: Right. It's, it, the cigar itself is a measure of time. Allow yourself, pick a cigar for the amount of time you have, or give yourself as much time as you need for the cigar in your hand.
1: Well, and don't live your life where your favorite thing to do is what's next. Yeah. Let your... Enjoy the moment. Enjoy being in the moment. But I think that's a great piece of advice that where... And that's a good piece of advice
0: just in general.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, don't it, don't inhale is passed out like candy to everybody. Right. But take your time. Something rarely explained. So good job catching that on the article. Um, her other two pieces of advice. Pair your cigar with a drink you wouldn't ordinarily drink. Interesting. Now part of me lacks that part of me doesn't
0: yeah you can if if it's a drink you're not particularly experienced with then you have the 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 possibility that what that you're going to temper the your enjoyment of the cigar right
1: It could somehow affect your enjoyment of the cigar because you've grabbed hold of something, you know. Because you don't know the flavors and and how they're
0: going to react with one another.
1: Yeah, I mean, just the difference in bourbon and rye. Yeah, you know, one I like, one I don't care for. I don't care for rye. I like bourbon, and all. So I understand, but you're rolling the dice a little there. My Mm -hmm. my thing is, enjoy a cigar or enjoy a drink. They don't always have to be together.
0: Right? Yeah, we talk about. Or and everyone in the cigar industry and the reviews and stuff like that, they always talk about pairings. You don't have to have a pairing every time. Sometimes water is acceptable. And just because you're drinking water while you smoke a cigar doesn't mean you're pairing them together.
1: Right. Um, The last thing she says, which is great advice again, is ask for help. If you feel unsure or less than confident, ask the staff.
0: Yeah. And great move. There is, I mean, and that's part of, I I, I believe that's a, a... coming from a place of maturity, like you mentioned, this article is kind of aimed at people in their 30s and sort of, you know, tends to be a more mature audience. But that's one of those things that, that younger kids, young adults in their 20s and, and are, are, have not overcome their ego to a point where they're willing and or able to ask for help. I think that's something that comes with maturity of being willing to know when your area of expertise ends and someone else begins and be willing to listen and lean into that.
1: 100%. Okay, I'm going to touch one more thing about cigar lifestyle because I know we're probably coming up on that time. Oh, wow, we blew past that time. Okay, I'm going to touch on one more thing anyway because I like a longer show. Um, this is from The Stash magazine The cost of a cigar
0: smoking lifestyle. Because let's face it, you're going to need to plug your ears on this one. <laughs> let's, <yeah. laughs> Let, let's, let's, I don't know. We have, we have a, Uh, uh, not only written rule, not an unwritten rule, we have a a very clear understanding in our house that the amount of money that is budgeted towards cigar and the cigar lifestyle is not discussed. You know, I had a buddy once started buying a bunch of
1: guns, and his wife said, every time you buy a gun, you got to put that much money in my checking account, because if you can spend it on you, I can spend it on me. Fair deal, fair Fair ideal. We kind of have that set up already. So. He and I were driving to a turkey hunt one day. He said, Shane, if the worst should happen, and something happens and I get shot and killed in this hunting trip.
0: Don't let her sell them for what I told her I paid for them. <laughs>
1: Please don't let her sell those guns for what I've told her I got in them. I told him I would buy them all at a fair price. So, But moving forward. Well, and I don't really here's the thing. Is cigar smoking an inexpensive hobby? No. No. Not by any stretch. But it can be compared to other hobbies. It can be. Well, here's the thing. You've got to look at time versus cost. Now, if you average this out, if you average my cigar hobby out on a monthly ledger, it looks a little higher than if you average it out hourly.
0: Right. Well, and, and this was the argument, not argument, but this is this is what I used to, to kind of use... When I would, when I was trying to explain kind of the cigar hobby to people, a lot, you know, through the course of my cigar smoking career, is, is look at it compared to going to the movies, especially now that tickets are forty dollars each or some ridiculous amount like that. I, I know people that go to the movies multiple times a week. So that's two hours of enjoyment times 20 bucks a ticket, we'll say. So that's, that's $40 a week you're spending on going to the movies, assuming you go by yourself and don't get snacks and drinks and stuff right, like and that. Right, why go to the movies if you're not going to get a large Coke and a popcorn? Right, exactly. So let's say $60 a week you're spending on going to the movies, and that's somehow acceptable. But for that, and that's for four hours of enjoyment, for $8 a cigar on average, is, I actually probably spend closer to 6 dollars 57 $7 on average per cigar. And I'm getting, let's see, probably 10 hours of enjoyment out of that. So for the same amount of money, I'm getting 50% more more time spent, and it's more restorative. It is.
1: It's, you know, anything, nothing worth it is going to be free. Mm-mm. You know, it's gambling. When we go to a casino, go on a riverboat, anything like that, I say, okay, I'm going to spend this amount of money. And when that's done, I'm done gambling for the night. And the amount of joy that I get for that $100 or $150 for the number of hours it lasts is always well invested. Yeah. So I think that rather than just looking at, oh, wow, I can't believe you're just burning, you know, you're just burning 20s. That's all you're doing. This cigar, you're just burning a 20. Yeah. No, it's time. You're going to, just like you have an amount of pay that you expect for your time at work you should have an amount of pay you're going to give for your time of leisure. Mm-hmm. And also, yes, the cigar smoking lifestyle can be costly, but in the future, I want us to do a whole show on just low-cost smoking. Yeah, absolutely. We'll compile our, because there's a whole show in this. I could take this article. Oh, absolutely, article, I could too. And we could do a whole show on low-cost smoking ideals. You know, how how to say, how to pinch a penny, how to make, you know, Abe Lincoln screen. So let's step away for a break real quick. When we get back, we'll talk a little bit more about lifestyle, and then I hope you're ready for Cigar Wars.
0: I I think I am.
1: Shane here with this week's Cigar Under 8. This week, I want to talk about the Hoya Silver, Hoya de Nicaragua. They do the red.
0: They do the black. They do the silver. And the silver came out at IPCPR last year in 2018, and it was one that I was very much looking forward to, and it absolutely didn't disappoint. It's a phenomenal cigar.
1: It's a great cigar. It's a um, wrapper is Ecuadorian. The binder is Mexican Nicaraguan filler. It only comes in one size, a 5 by 50 robusto. Average price seven dollars and ten cents. Just a great cigar. And Ace, what do you think?
0: I think he likes it.
1: I think he likes it. This is our first podcast with the dog (laughs) watch. That's right. And all. But until next week, everyone try the Hoya Silver. Welcome back to the Cigar Cast. One of your hosts, Shane. Sitting across from the man, revenge is beneath him, but accidents do happen. Mr. Trey <laughs> Dedman. That's what happens when you have to come up with a bump joke on the fly. I forgot to write down my good one.
0: Yeah, well, it happens. It's also the first time I think we've ever had to restart for you messing up the the intro back into the
1: well by and large my part's pretty simple it is i mean you know say tell everybody who i am and tell a joke that's not hard
0: i should i should be able to handle i think that might be the first time you've ever munched your words and we had to start over okay well so
1: you may not know this about me and all this may come as a complete surprise to you but i like professional wrestling
0: Really? I No. I, I can't believe you've never
1: brought that up before, you, you especially would, on the show. You would think I would say something about it on the show, as, as big a part of my, my life as it is. There is a new brand of cigars out, American Rebel Cigars. All right. Now, these, these cigars, I remember the night on Twitter when Cody Rhodes came on Twitter and said, does anybody know someone who wants to start a cigar company? And Cody Rhodes and Frankie Kazarian, who are longtime hands of the game. Cody is part of the legendary Dusty Rhodes family. Uh, Frankie's been wrestling over 20 years. He's an amazing athlete.
0: These guys are, are real like workhorses of the industry as I recall. I mean they're not superstars they're not, but they go out and they get it done every time they... they.
1: These are guys that have wrestled in the bingo halls, wrestled in the gymnasiums. They've pulled it up for nothing from nothing. Um, I didn't know that Cody's Rhodes mother was actually Cuban, hmm. and all. Which I didn't know that about Dusty either. But Cody um, and Frankie got together. Wait, and they, so
0: Dusty was Cuban too?
1: No, Dusty Dusty's. married American. a Cuban. Yeah. Dusty had a child of a Cuban, right? Yeah. And all oh. Cody. <laughs> so <laughs> um, we're we're not going to get into that. Okay. Let's Dusty lived a life. Man. Okay, I mean Dusty lived a life. <laughs> we're we're not going to follow that too much. We're not going to talk about his other son and all the things. we are to stick to the cigars. Just right. the facts, sir. And actually, I don't know if they were ever married or not. But moving forward, um, so Dust, so Cody Rhodes and Frankie Kazarian got together with Aaron Gulberson, who's been a tobacco lobbyist for a long time. Okay, and how wrote a, a novel called Smoke-Filled Rooms and they created American Rebel Cigars. American Rebel Cigars is their cigar line. Um, they're doing really cool things. They do Smoking Mirrors, which that's Cody Rhodes' theme song, Smoking Mirrors. Mirrors. Okay. And all, they're doing a Smoke and Mirrors event in Jacksonville, July 14th. And all, and tickets are still available for that. Uh, but, their cigars, their Nicaraguans, their Connecticuts, they don't have a lot in here about the mixes. But running 10 to $12 a cigar. Not bad. Pretty for good a price. small
0: boutique like that.
1: And right now, the only place you can get them is order them off of their website. Okay. And all, But I do think, uh, combining two things that I like... I wrestling don't. and cigars have you ordered some yet I have not I've got to order some I've got to I was hoping they would do some kind of a father's sampler pack or something like that so you could get a taste yeah so that I could get a you know something in honor of dusty the dusty sampler pack or something but they haven't done that you got to order all one or all the other but it'd be interesting to order them yeah I'll be I've got to order them and smoke one on the show and tell everybody about it because a uh, um it come to my attention and I felt like it needed to be hit. So coming back to cigar lifestyle before right. we get to cigar wars. Now we're getting to Smoke Good Drink Good Magazine. Now this is a cigar magazine, so this is a little more for people in the lifestyle. All right. I've uh, never heard of this magazine. You never know, heard of Smoke Good, Drink Good? Uh-uh. They do some good stuff. Okay. They're they're pretty good. So I've used the word good too much this half of the show. Um the Lifestyle A Gentleman's Guide to Cigar Etiquette I'm just going to hit on these real quick because a lot of these have been said before Alright But number one A gentleman always asks permission
0: So Eddie Izzard the stand-up comedian has a great bit along these lines He says racist people are never as polite as smokers Because you know, if you're at a party and someone's smoking say like, do you mind if I smoke? Oh, no, I'll go Yeah, that's fine I'll go outside and smoke you never see someone go, do you mind if I'm racist? Oh, you do. Okay, I'll go outside and be racist.
1: <laughs> never thought about it that way, but it makes perfect sense. Yes. And, I'll, and you know, if you're in the cigar lounge, you don't have to ask permission. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm not going to join a, hey, guys, we're, we're sitting here at Crown. We're, I see you all have a beer. You mind if I light up a cigar? Right. So there
0: is, but if you're at a party. Well, and I think this goes to being somewhat self-serving as well. Think about, you know, the, the, the classic idiom, it's better to ask forgiveness than permission. Well, but think about what you've invested in that cigar. It's the, you know, kind of the mental buildup of having some time to spend with it. It's also the monetary investment. You don't want to light up a cigar and be told to put it out two minutes later and now you've wasted a $10 cigar and, you know, it, it just created... So it's always better to ask permission in something like that. It is.
1: And, you know, the world we live in where people are, you know, we've covered at the beginning how people uneducated on cigars mm-hmm. have, the, have a skewed vision. Right. Number two, a gentleman always brings enough to share. Okay, here's my question.
0: That depends on the environment
1: to me. Well, what's the number? I mean, okay, if I'm playing golf, I'm gonna bring five cigars. Right. One for me, four, and in case one goes bad, I got a spare. And I also generally You five, only
0: smoke one cigar on the golf course?
1: Yeah, I rarely ever smoke them once more than one cigar in a row anyway. Yeah, but I've got
0: one on the front nine, one on the back nine.
1: I rarely that would be a rarity for me. Usually I light up about whole five or six. Unless I get a birdie or something early and then mm. I'll light up a cigar. But um, so usually hole five or six, <laughs> <laughs> and then by hole fifteen, I'm still smoking that cigar. Gotcha. So it kind of stretches out for me. Fair but much. I smoke a little bigger ring gauge than you do.
0: True, but you also smoke faster than I do. I do.
1: Rule number three, and
0: uh, I don't like how you're gearing up for this one. You're enjoying. You like this one too, much.
1: ladies and gentlemen. We have a violator of rule number three in our presence. He he has been found guilty. I don't know what the appropriate sentence will be, but we'll get to that eventually. A gentleman never lights another gentleman's cigar. <laughs> we spoke of this at the first of the show and I stopped you because I had planned on on harassing you about this very if thing. it
0: makes if it makes it any better, I was incredibly uncomfortable in doing so, did not want to, but when weighing out the violations of social etiquette, refusing, in this case, would have been worse than doing it because of the unique situation of what was going on. And we've talked about it in private. And so you kind of know the situation that led well, into it.
1: If I had been an employee working there and I had seen you lighting another man's cigar, I would have walked up, tapped you on the shoulder and said, hey,
0: this ain't that kind of a bar. Well, but, get out." <laughs> but, at the same, but at the same time... Um, i I absolutely agree with this and so but i would say it's the offering that's a problem
1: okay now now here's the thing if you do have a uninitiated cigar
0: cigar person which was the case in my situation
1: and he asks you to help him with the lighter and in your case, as I recall, you lit the lighter and he just stuck the cigar in right. the flame. Yeah,
0: it's not like I lit it in my mouth and then handed it over right.
1: to him. Right, you, you did not invite him to the flame. He just went straight for it. Right. It's not, this is not a, a 30s gangster movie where he pulled the cigar out, put it in his mouth, and you said, here, let me get that for
0: you. Yeah, exactly. Okay.
1: Um, a gentleman knows when to remove his band.
0: Yeah, we've talked about that before.
1: Well, and it's it's funny cuz and
0: I like the way that's written. That's written better than most we see on this because like we've said there are some shops that the house rules dictate that you take it off immediately. And there are other shops that say take it on, leave it on or take it off, leave it on, do whatever makes you comfortable. And you know, you and I have both talked about smoke it till it gets the till the tobacco heats up the band so that the glue releases earlier. Whatever you choose to do. Just know what your plan is and execute right. it appropriately.
1: Um,
0: a gentleman knows how
1: to hold his cigar. Now, this one, I I'm not sure I'm up with this because I don't care how you hold your cigar as long as you don't burn
0: me with it. That's the point. Well, and I just committed a faux pas in that you is pointed, that I pointed at, me at you with, your cigar, with my cigar. So, But I think that's more what it's talking about. Hold your cigar however you want. I, I know I've had a friend who's, who's convinced that the proper way to hold a cigar is with your thumb and middle finger not between your you know index but that I hold it between my index and and middle finger like you would a cigarette some people say that that's all right uh, again as long as it's comfortable I don't care. But, yeah, don't point with your cigar. Don't be waving your arm so much that you run the risk of, of hitting somebody with your cigar. Don't knock it on the table and spill ash everywhere. Hold it in a dignified manner, which whichever posture that may be.
1: Right. Conduct yourself appropriately. Right. By, by the way, we've lost half of our studio and audience. She's back to head gopher. <laughs> Moving forward.
0: She got a better offer.
1: Undoubtedly, she did. <laughs> Um, uh, people have told me that was going to happen for years.
0: (laughs) You just didn't know it would be covered in black fur and have four legs. No, had no idea.
1: (laughs) A gentleman never chews his cigar. How close attention are you paying to the people smoking with you?
0: I wonder if that was written in such a way to separate... The more refined aspects of trying to be an upper echelon gentleman in the cigar versus the cheroots, the cowboy, the old timers. I wonder if that one's a little. I, I don't care if you chew your cigar or not.
1: Hey, hey Trey, look at the end of your cigar. I can tell you have a nasty overbite and you may need a root <laughs> canal on our third. <laughs> How much attention are you paying to the other guy's yeah. cigar? I yeah. mean, there comes a point. Because
0: I would, I would add to this, and it may be on the list, is, is don't concern yourself with the behavior of others. True.
1: And that probably is number seven. A gentleman knows that smoking a cigar is a leisurely activity. Right.
0: Which means it's not for you to get overly caught up in anything that takes your... That gets your ire up. Right.
1: Don't do anything that gets... Yeah. Don't And don't worry about your fellow
0: man's right. cigar.
1: Yeah. And uh, a gentleman takes his time. I think we covered that adequately in the first half of the show.
0: Yeah, I believe so. Um... It's the first time we've ever recorded in a hurricane, I guess.
1: It is blowing quite a bit. It is
0: quite windy. Oh, it just broke your... uh, Oh, no, it just slid out 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 of the the back.
1: uh, So, um, number nine and ten, a gentleman doesn't chain smoke and a gentleman doesn't crush his cigars in
0: ashtrays. I don't mind chain smoking. I don't have any problem with somebody lighting another cigar on the tail of, of a previous one. I think it devalues the overall
1: experience.
0: I think if it's a situation where the conversation is so good that you don't want to remove yourself from the situation, and a cigar shop experience is heightened by being the, being actively smoking. If you know that the conversation is good, you've got another hour here, and you want to experience, you want to enjoy that with a cigar. I say go for it. I mean, now if that's what if you spend all, if you smoke 6 cigars a day, she did
1: not make the situation better. Now it's just going to bang the grill.
0: <laughs> just but roll you, it up, Noel. <laughs> but uh, if you smoke 6 cigars a day back to back to back and that's how you enjoy your cigar, I think yeah, you you a little bit of an issue, but um, yeah, once or you know, if the situation dictates that you're that you're going to double up, I don't have any problem with that.
1: I, I can, yes, but I wouldn't constantly. You're just I wouldn't constantly no, always exactly, be Exactly, exactly. Okay, so moving on. That's enough about lifestyle. If we finish Cigar Wars early, we may hit that again, but now it's time for Cigar Wars.
0: All right, so you prep me for this, which is odd. You usually don't prep me for what you've got planned for the show because you like my genuine reaction. So th- the idea was that we both brought our five favorite cigars. Not physically, but just a list. One from the super premium category, two from the under eight, and two from sort of wherever else. Just kind of a Whatever overall... Whatever falls in between those. A, a utility player, if you will. Yes. Um, along with their rating on Cigar Aficionado. Did you have as much trouble with that as I did? I oh, didn't, yeah. I didn't realize what gaps they had in their ratings list. Well, not only
1: that, one's the, and. Several of the ones that I did had been rated more than once.
0: Oh, see, I didn't find. Were you going for the articles or for the official rating on there? The official rating. Okay, yeah, I was too.
1: So um, I just took whatever, in the interest of fairness, whatever was the most current rating. Okay, happened to be, and and I went with the first one I found. Okay, I went with the
0: size I liked the best. Well, I did that too. Okay, I broke that down because they do they do vary their ratings based on size. So I was looking specifically for size. All right. So, starting out. well, in, so, let's go with, go by the rules for
1: me. So, here's the rules we'll present a cigar. I'll present my cigar. You present your cigar. And we'll present the rating. Winner gets a point. All right. And I'll, whoever's rating happens to be the highest. We're seeing who a cigar aficionado would say has the more educated palate. All right. And I'll, so, I'm just going to start right at the bottom of my list with. My cigar under eight.
0: Okay. So should I pick one of my cigars under eight? Pick one or? of
1: your cigars under eight honor system that you won't change it. Okay.
0: No, I've got lately. it i I've, I've got it listed right here. I didn't write mine down in any sort of order, so we're we're good.
1: Okay. I chose the Brick House Maduro Mighty Mighty. That was my cigar under eight I chose. What did you choose?
0: Hmm. I chose This is going to be I think I know I think yours is going to beat mine Uh, The first one I've got on my list Is the Charter Oak The Charter Oak
1: Now that's a good choice I didn't choose the Charter Oak I'm surprised
0: by that But I do like it quite a bit more than you
1: do I knew you you would choose it And I didn't want us to have the same cigars So I sought to choose ones that were my favorite That wouldn't necessarily conflict with yours Fair enough So, (laughs) Ace just crawled up in Trey's lap during the podcast after I was. I I asked Head Gopher not to let him out, but she did anyway. (laughs) So, Brick House Maduro, Mighty Mighty. I have an 86.
0: Oh, I thought that was rated a lot higher than that.
1: The Charter Oak, I found at 93. Okay, Point Trey. Executive producer, we need you to keep track of points. Point Trey. All right. Let's cover one of our. Let's cover our super premium. Let's go ahead and hit the super premium right off
0: the bat. All right, I went with the Padrone Twenty Six Number One. Oh, that's strong. But
1: I'm gonna have to get a a judgment from the judges here. I haven't seen you smoke one of those. You haven't.
0: I have not. That was. Any. I. I don't. Well. All right. How many times in the last couple of years have you known me to just be on a flyer of a good day, first of all? Number two, that I'm willing to spend that much for a cigar. But when I do, that is the one I go for in that size. The, uh, the day that we got engaged, that was a cigar I smoked.
1: Okay, I'll allow it. Though I do think that's, I, I that's kind of coercing the judges, but I'll allow that. I chose the feral flying pig, which obviously I smoke because I'm smoking it right now right. as
0: we sit here. But I would venture to say in the ultra-premium category, to be one of your favorite cigars doesn't necessarily require any volume of smoking because that's the whole nature of that category is that it's not going to be one you smoke all the time.
1: True. But it can't be one that you chose because it was ultra-premium. It does have to be one you've smoked right. with enough frequency to to enjoy it. Right. And I'll, I should have put you have to have it smoked
0: at least a box worth. But anyway... I haven't smoked a box worth of that size, but I have smoked at least three boxes worth of Padron Twenty Sixes.
1: My feral pig is rated ninety.
0: Mine is rated ninety-two. Ooh, two for Trey. I'm I'm way behind the <laughs> way behind the, the eight ball here. That's my
1: fault for bringing socks, and Ace just stole Trey's socks. <laughs> Head gopher's about to get another demotion because <laughs> she brought the dog out. She's
0: going to be associate gopher.
1: Yeah, she's fixing she <laughs> to be associate gopher because I asked her not to bring the dog out. Anyway. Okay, in the middle of the road category, my all-time favorite, my workhorse smoke. The smoke that I'm always going to hit. I chose the Undercrown Shade.
0: I knew this would be on your list. I'm going to go with the Avo Heritage.
1: That's... Okay, I'll I'll say that's pretty commiserate. You've you've seen how many of those I smoke. I have, and and you you chose wisely, because you're really treading that line. Because anything Ivo is going to be pretty up there.
0: It's eleven dollars a stick.
1: It, it's yeah, but so my shade was rated ninety.
0: See mine was. See this is where I said it was getting tricky, and this is how you know that I followed the rules. It was eighty seven. 87. point, Shane. So I was not just picking highly rated cigars. I, picked, I wrote my list out before I went looking for ratings.
1: But that's true. Yeah. I, will give you, I will give you credit. It seems like you followed the spirit of the game. So one, one point, Shane. My comeback begins. All right. Two cigars left in Cigar Wars. And I'll let you choose. Another middle of the road or your other cigar underrated. Which do you feel good? Because you could win it on this one right here.
0: It's true. And I, hmm, I think I'm. I think you're going to put up a fight on which cigar I chose for this next one. So I'm going to go for this. This is our other middle of the road. Our other middle of the road. I chose the Drew Estate Norteno.
1: Okay. I'm, I've not seen you smoke it. I've smoked it on the show. Have you smoked it on the show? Yes, I have. Give me the episode number.
0: I'll have to go find it. <laughs>
1: Well, What kind of a producer? Give him the episode number. <laughs> Great. Uh, I have no staff to work with here. <laughs> At all. So you chose the Nortonio, which is a good choice. That definitely falls in the category. I chose the DNA. My regular poker cigar. That's underrated. No, DNA's not. No, we'll look it up afterwards, but the DNA well, is Well, we eight. can't
0: look it up afterwards. We may... <laughs> <laughs> that's my other under eight.
1: That's your other no no. The DNA is over eight.
0: The, I thought I could have sworn the DNA was under eight.
1: Okay, the DNA is over eight. Now this, now this would be really embarrassing if our ratings are different for those two.
0: Yeah, I got I got ninety on the DNA. Huh? I, I saw ninety on the DNA because I went so for the what Torah That's was ninety. Okay.
1: I got ninety on the DNA.
0: Okay, so that's a wash. <laughs>
1: Okay, now you're yeah, so I guess so, so what wait, was now, your other, well, my under eight's gotta take on your middle of the road, yeah, holy cow, I got the shaft on this game. This is why I host. <laughs> I got the shaft on this game, but I like a true trooper, I'm gonna suck it up, and I'm gonna push forward and all, my other under eight was the Tatawahe tattoo
0: okay, that's that's ultra budget friendly.
1: that's ultra but in the true spirit, I went. Under
0: six Yeah, you did and I, and you chose the Nortenio the Norteño My tattoo was rated 89 uh, my the Norteño's 94 ninety four well so well, all right, so if I had used, i mean by the, by virtue of the fact that we chose the same in the wrong category that that one's on me. We'll call it a draw.
1: Okay, we can call it a draw
0: because
1: I agree with you calling it a draw as opposed to me. Um, me looking it up and disqualifying you right? for being out of the price category.
0: Because if I had to choose another if I had to choose another under 8, so I would have beaten your Toro anyway. If I had to choose another under 8 it would have been the Jaime Garcia. Okay. and So why don't you why don't you tell them how to get a hold of us and I'll see what that would have come up with.
1: Alright, so you can get a hold of us at info at Email us. You can also um, Facebook, Instagram at the Cigar Cast, and give us a, talk to us. Tell us about the cigar lifestyle. Give us some of your lifestyle stories. Um, expound on how trade did not follow the rules of the game. Now I'm having to pay the price for it. After the show, we will settle this like gentlemen
0: dueling pistols. And we will. Find would you believe out. that aficionado doesn't have a rating for it? I would believe that,
1: but. We'll call the game a draw. Our first game... Now, we're going to play Cigar Wars again. But we'll have to do it when we're having a guest. And all that way, I can host. That way, I always win.
0: Oh, wait. Here we go. Um, it rated... An, the the Jaime Garcia was a 90.
1: Okay. The Jaime Garcia was a 90. It would have beaten mine. So, you would have won at all had you, had you followed it, had you not been disqualified for, for choosing... Putting a cigar over 8 in the under 8 category. Fair enough. But... Thank you, everyone, for listening. And until next week, have a great cigar and think well of us.